This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, Donato Lanny is one of the most sought-after thoroughbred bloodstock agents in North America, and certainly come a long way since the days of the now-defunct and much-beloved Blue Bonnets Raceway, where as a kid, he would watch his father race a string of harness horses at the Montreal racetrack, a favorite of Sir Savard, I might add. Since those early days in Montreal, Lanny's become one of the best-known horse agents in the thoroughbred racing business, where during the course of the year, he will purchase as agent in excess of 100 horses, and virtually all of them for high-profile owners and trainers. Lanny, who admits being smitten by the racetrack and racehorses originally of the standard bread Friday had a life's passion making horses his vocation and has certainly checked all the boxes since by becoming a major player with both breeds. Shortly, we will meet Donato Lanny on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Also today, all oh, do we love her. Friend of the show, Jennifer Morrison, horse racing blogger, writer, and handicapper. Hear that, Larry? Joins us and has another thing to add to her resume now that a published author, as recently she launched... Run with a mighty heart, the story of who else, the one-eyed wonder horse who captured the hearts of racing fans everywhere when he won the Queen's Plate in 2020, considered a refreshing read and joyful read. Run with a mighty heart is the first book by Jennifer Morrison, who has been part of the horse racing industry for almost four decades, if you can believe it. Jennifer will join us later on in the show to talk more about her first published book and how the story of the one-eyed cold mighty heart tugged in the heartstrings of horse racing fans everywhere. Shortly, too, on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, we we will be joined by friend of the show, Mark McKelvey, Woodbine's communication manager and hot on the recent announcement of some big numbers that were bet at Woodbine Mohawk Park last year and were released last week. Shortly, we will talk to Mark about the big news and some other happenings for 2022 at Woodbine Mohawk Park that you'll want to know about and we can look forward to. And finally, he's back, loving it. Co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine Mohawk Park and some other North American tracks that are racing today with their ponies picks today. Sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. You better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson, love that guy, will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news and an update of the Don't Horse Around Lymphoma online silent auction that runs through to January 31st. That and much more to come on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. 
Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert in all things ponies. He knows all, sees all, he is all when it comes to horses, Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you, Jim? Good. Some big doings coming up the next few weeks as the uh, the calendar moves along. So does some of the big horse racing events in North America. Yeah, two weeks today is Pegasus Stakes Day at uh, Gulfstream Park, which is... uh, Kind of the kickoff to uh, the stakes season for uh, the thoroughbred uh, industry, uh, especially in the North American side. Uh, Pegasus is a you know a big race, a three million dollar purse, and it has a supporting cast of a million dollar turf race uh, during the day, and another uh, I believe five stakes races at Gulfstream that day. So it's uh, it's always the one that you mark your calendar for to at least watch and and, uh, make a few bets. Well, and then people betting probably on life is good. And Nick's go, and Nick's go next week celebrating his sixth birthday. Exactly. Uh, And he just keeps, uh, he's like the ever-ready bunny. He just keeps going and going and going. So it's going to be an interesting uh, race because Nick's go likes to have the lead and uh, life is good, likes to control the pace. So What's going to happen? We don't know. Are the two of them going to lock up on the front end and somebody will close from behind or uh, will, you know, they keep going and uh, uh, it's going to be an interesting race. Uh, For our friends at Woodbine Mohawk Park, uh, tonight's entry, tonight's wind chill, uh, it's no joke. (laughs) 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 Shout out to all the drivers. I hope you got extra thermal layers on. And we're not talking about the horse. It's no joke. There used to be a horse by that name. (laughs) Yes, no. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, it's the, uh, the the chill is going to be, uh, uh, pretty, you could say maybe unbearable for, for, it's unbearable for people. And I feel sorry for the drivers and the the trainers and the grooms that uh, are going to be outside and, uh, I remember back in the day, the old days of Greenwood, and and you had weather like uh, this, and the, that wind used to come in off of Lake Ontario, and like it, straight it, off, straight off, and it got to pretty frosty there. So uh, we are about two weeks away, uh, just about to the end of our Ponies twenty four seven Lymphoma Canada silent auction campaign going on on lymphoma.ca/ponies. Any updates on the silent auction you want to give us? Well, uh, we've basically got everything up posted on the website Excellent. now. So if anybody had been going on there and you looked and you saw the items, uh, there's probably been some more added since uh, you you did go on. Uh, we just had a couple of late ones come in. I mentioned last week that uh, Chantel Sutherland had That's uh, right. had donated a pair of riding boots and a pair of riding pants, uh, both autographed. Uh, they're posted up there now. Uh, John Campbell, Hall of Fame driver, friend of the show, uh, he uh, signed a whole pile of uh, 
uh, Meadowlands and Hamiltonian uh, uh, memorabilia, memorabilia and programs and that. And then the Breeders' Crown also put a package together with the same, uh, you could say, like a prep package of uh, all autographed uh, by the various horsemen and that at the Meadowlands. So um, uh, it's uh, it's everybody is kind of pulled together. Uh, we mentioned uh, Woodbine's got two uh, experience guest mm-hmm. experience packages. They're worth about four hundred dollars each. Ontario Racing has given us uh, two great packages. They've got jackets in there and uh, vests and uh, uh, hats and everything. There's two of them. Uh, the HBBA's got a couple of uh, blankets and uh, for us. So yeah, go on to the uh, the website and make a bid. And if you've made a bid. You better go back in and check because right. somebody maybe is outbidding you, right? So at lymphoma.ca slash ponies, go to the silent auction page. And guys, hey, we're coming up to Valentine's. It's not that far off. Maybe that Woodbine experience would be a nice gift for you and your special someone in your life to when the weather gets better and go to one, you know, come springtime, a nice uh, day, an mm-hmm. evening at Woodbine, some food. And, experience. and it's good at, it's good at Mohawk too. Yeah. Uh, it's, so uh, you have your choice of Woodbine or Mohawk. So get on it. Thrilled to be joined by someone who's deeply involved in horse racing in North America, Donato Lanny, with an intro like, well, I mean, let's face it, bloodstock agent, horse owner, someone who loves the sport and ties to thoroughbred and standard bred industry, Donato, it's a real pleasure. Thank you, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Hey, guys. Thanks. Um, thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Okay, before we get to some of the stuff you do now, I mean, I used to work at Shoma Femme in Montreal in the early 90s and was familiar at Blue Bonnets Racetrack, and Serge Savard seemed like it was a second home to him. What was it about Blue Bonnets that really drew you to horse racing, Donato? Kid growing up in Montreal um, in the West Island, you know, you grow up in, in Montreal, it's the first thing is hockey. You know, everybody's into hockey, and, and I was too growing up. My, but my father had horses. Um, he brought me to the racetrack and this is a typical storyline that you know most guys you talk to today that are into the horse business you ask them what what is it about how'd you get involved it's usually my grandfather took me or my dad took me and you know they, and you know my dad took us to the track and you know and, and i you know instantly got got the bug at a very young age and that's kind of how it started when did you realize that uh, horse racing was going to be your primary vocation in life was it about then or a little later? No, I think, I think, you know, you know, when you growing up, you know, well, kids growing up and, and you kind of ask yourself, what am I going to do the rest of my life? You know, and, and you, you go to school and you, you keep going to school and you, and you kind of dragging your feet and you kind of trying to figure out what is it that one thing in life that could change your, 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 your mood at 180 degrees. What's the, what's the one thing that you're passionate about? We wanted to do something that excites you, and you want to go to work and you're passionate about it. And, and to me, it was it's the horse. The horse was the one thing that made me excited and made me, you know, feel good. And it was the one thing that got me excited in life. And once I figured that out, I just got to figure out how, how am I going to like make that a living? How am I going to do that and, and do it in a professional way where you, you could, you know, enjoy what you do every day, but you know, make it fun, but make it um, to where you could make a living out of it. And I think when I was like going to school and 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 being young and in my early teens, I think that's when I realized I got to do this so, and, and, and stick with it. 
when you're at Concor- Concordia, Donato, are you studying business? Are you, are you thinking yeah. ahead post university? Take some what I learned in university to my business career in horse racing. I went to school because my parents wanted me to go to school. I, I, I hated school. <laughs> I had no business being in school, and and I just did it because I I, I tried to make my happy my, my parents happy, which most of us did. But it was a waste of time for me because I, I went to school, but I really wasn't there. I was reading the form, reading <laughs> catalogs, reading, you know, anything to do with horses, I was doing it. And I don't know how I got by, but I graduated um, a Bachelor of Commerce at Concordia, which really didn't mean anything to me. But anyway, so while I was there, pondering and thinking, how am I going to figure this out? Um, it gave me a little, I think that gave me some time to figure it out. And how am I going to? you know, do this, um, my plan and how am I going to ex- execute this, this crazy idea that I had. And I didn't really tell anybody. I just kept it to myself because everybody thought I'd be crazy if I tell them, Oh, by the way, I'm moving to Kentucky. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like my parents, I never told my parents until, until the, the, the night I left and I had just, just finished writing my last exam at Concordia. And I said, by the way, I'm leaving tonight. They're like, where are you going? I'm going to Kentucky. <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, I told you when I was like a little kid that I was going to do this. And my mom said, well, I thought you were kidding. Well, now I'm leaving tonight. <laughs> and I packed up my car and I packed up my car because I knew if I did, if I told them early on, they would just con- try to convince me. Right, right. It was more like a shock, a shock. And they were in shock and never got a chance to say anything to me. And, and I packed up my Volkswagen. And I just drove across the border, and I had a I had a um, three four month visa that I got through school, and I went to Kentucky. That was it, and I never came back. That's amazing, Larry. Yeah. And you actually started on the Stanabred side and worked with some good horses and some good people, and then yeah. you, and then you yeah. and then you flipped over to the thoroughbred side. Why did you flip over to the uh, the thoroughbred side after you know having established all these good contacts and that on the Stanabreds? You know, I went to Kentucky. I mean, I, I could have gone to Toronto and, and pursued the, the standard bread. But I, I knew that going to Kentucky was that one place. It was the thoroughbred capital of the world. I had never been there before. I read, read a lot about it. I, I educated myself about it. And, and so I knew that I had to, you know, give it a try. If I was going to try, I had to try at the very, very top. And so I drove out there and obviously not having any contacts or references or didn't know anybody, nobody was going to give me a single job in the thoroughbred business. And I tried, I, I knocked on doors. I went to see them, cold called, did all that stuff. And, uh, not cold. I didn't get anywhere. So I, eventually I, I needed a job and, and I went to see, um, John Cashman at mm-hmm. Castleton. Um, and, um, he was nice enough to give me a job working with yearlings. They had just brought their yearlings in, um, to break and, and get ready for the sale. So I lived at lived inside Castleton and and uh, worked there for three months, and then because um, I couldn't get a job in the thoroughbred, so I, I went to Kentucky to to switch over to thoroughbred. Hmm. And I'd done some research about the thoroughbred. So growing up, we watched the Derby, we watched the Breeders' Cup, we watch you know we watch all those races, and I started studying about pedigrees. And, Anything I, anything I get my hands on, I was trying to learn about thoroughbreds and the difference between the standard breads and thoroughbreds. And so I, I said, I was, you know, give it a try, and, and what, what's the worst that could happen? I was young, so I, 
been had nothing to lose. On your Twitter feed, it's at Donatellani, blood, Bloodstock advisor and agent. For people who don't uh, are not aware, don't understand, what exactly is a Bloodstock agent? Uh, a Bloodstock agent is is a mix of many, many things, um, a lot of things. So I don't know how to describe it. Um, primarily, your job as a, as a, as a Bloodstock, I call it a, an advisor. So it, your job is to is to if I work if I'm working for for my people my clients like I gotta go to the sales go to every sale find the best horse out there that fits that fits their program and and secure that horse and then you got to you know find the right trainer for it and then you know help manage the horse so agents in the thoroughbred world are very involved with the 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 starts, the buying process, the managing process, the, the the man between the owner and the trainer. So there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to go on. And then if the horse happens to be a really good horse, then you become you manage him um, a stud career and you manage the boomer side of it. So they're very so very involved. Um, you're very involved with trainers. You're you're kind of the middleman between a, a trainer and an owner. But as far as like a, a bloodstock advisor. You're involved with the pedigree side of it, the mating side of it, uh, but mainly just buying the right horse and making sure you, you know, you don't overpay, um, and you make sure you don't, you know, buy a bad horse. Keep keep your keep your client in 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 in, in a in a good place, you know. Um, so you got to protect it from from a from a bad horse. Not only you know, try to get a good horse. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And look, if I if I got big money, I don't want to throw it, you know, down the hole. So I hire someone like you to make sure a I'm getting the right horse with the right trainer and getting the most for my money. Exactly. You know, because our, our sport, you know, the auctions is, is still a buy beware um, approach. Meaning, you, you've got time to to inspect the horse. Uh, you got to you go to the sales. You got a week to, to, to you know work the sales and bet the horse. You can do whatever you want, bet all the horse, ask every question. And then once you buy that horse, it's your horse. There's no, you know, there's no crying after you buy the horse and then something bad happens, you know? So you got to really make sure you buy a horse with a good mind and that's good. And you, you've got to do your homework um, before you buy it. And, and then you got to know the players. You got to know, you know, who's selling it, um, who bred it, where was it raised? You know, that's really important knowing where it was raised and, you know, who raised it. And you know, there's just a lot of moving parts going on. And you just got to make sure you don't mess it up. Okay. Yourself personally, uh, Donato, uh, you still own a few horses, right? Yeah, you know, I started owning. I was doing, again, getting involved. I, I had no money. And, and you know, you, you're, you're working. and you're, But as you, get, as you get older, as I got older now, I've been doing this for 25-plus years in Kentucky, I started accumulating a little bit of money and I started now, I started to own a few. I, I'm in the breeding business, own a couple mares. And, and so now that I'm be able to own a few more, I, I, I like to run in Canada. Mm-hmm. Being, you know, Canadian, I still have my citizenship. Um, I'm a proud Canadian. And, and so I, I've always wanted to come back and, and spend more time at Woodbine and own own some racehorses with by and I've reached out to some of my buddies I grew up with that um, have now, you know, they've, they've done really well. I've stayed in touch with my buddies from the West Island, guys I went to school with, 
And now I'm getting these guys that know nothing about horses involved with, with owning a few horses with me. So that's where I started the last couple of years. I started running horses in the woodbine um, with some of my buddies. And, and they, so it's just now it's fun. I'm really having fun enjoying that aspect of being an owner and, and, um, and introducing the sport to a lot of, a lot of guys that just know nothing about the horse business. They, they like it, but they just don't know how to get involved. And they've heard all these crazy stories in the media about, um, you know, how bad horse racing is. And it's, it's not, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's like, it's owning, like, it's like owning your own team and, and being part and, and being involved with the horse, you know? So, Anyways, it's, so it's, that's what I'm doing now, I'm, and I, I want to keep doing that. As long as I, it allows me to do it, I want to continue to run horses uh, at Woodbine. And, um, Jeez, you know, I mean, well, if you could figure a way to get Montreal bagels and smoked meat to Kentucky, I mean, everything in your life would be absolutely perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> First thing I do when I go to, to Montreal, I go to um, Nose or Schwartz. Oh, I go to any smoked yeah. meat place. People in America don't understand what true smoked meat is. Exactly. And I have no idea why they cannot have smoked meat in, can- in the States. Yeah. You know, they have pastrami, Reuben. It's not the same. It no, isn't. It's not the same. <laughs> no, it's not. Donato, we can't thank no. you enough for joining no. us. This has been a, a great conversation. We really learned a lot. And uh, now we know exactly what a bloodstock agent is. And all the best in the future. And we'll look forward to talking to you again sometime down the road. Great. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate thank, it. Thank you. Take care. When we come back, Jennifer Morrison, friend of the show, will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at cosaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bread, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show, Jennifer Morrison, and I'm proud to say fellow Wordle fanatic, joins us on Ponies 24-7. How are you, Jennifer? 
I am great, Jim and Larry. Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year. And to you, uh, of course, uh, it was recently had your first book, A Run with Mighty Heart, a tribute to the one-eyed 2020 Queens Play winner and Super Horse Mighty Heart. Um, it's it's such a great story. It's almost a little Hollywood-like. What was it like putting a book together like that? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I've always wanted to write a book since I was a kid. And, you know, it when he crossed the finish line and had won that Queens Plate by seven and a half lengths in near record time and I my jaw dropped. And then when I looked around me and saw, you know, the, the owner Larry Cortez and his family screaming and crying and the groom crying and um just the stories behind Mighty Heart, um, you know, you know, of course the horse had, you know, lost his eye at six weeks old and came out of nowhere and, and won this, you know, amazing race. But his his human side, all the people around him, they've also overcome a lot of things in their lives. And it really is a Hollywood story. There's no question about it. You mentioned Larry Cordes. We had him on the on the show here uh, a year or so ago. And uh, trainer Josie Carroll, who's been on the show as well, did they have any input to the book? Oh, definitely. Um, we sort of talked about it a little bit. You know, I you know I approached Larry pretty much uh, within a week after the plate and said, you know, I wanted to start maybe trying to do this. And, you know, Josie uh, very much involved and a little bit of guidance there. And, uh, of course, after some of the chapters were done, they reviewed them and we just sort of talked about them. And they definitely had input. I sort of, you know, ran with the whole project uh, you know, essentially, though, myself and um, between, you know, the groom, Siobhan Brown, and the exercise, exercise writer, Des McMahon, and um, the woman in Kentucky, uh, Dana Ashinger, whose uh, late husband uh, helped, uh, you know, combine uh, Larry's little mare, Emma Bovi, to the stallion, a little known stallion that he had dramedy. So, so many people involved in uh, putting this story together. Jennifer, what is it about stories about horses, whether it's in literature, uh, like nonfiction book, fiction book, movies that really touches us? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, Jim. And I think it's just, it's the magic of of the of the horse. Uh, you know, I, I sort of equate it to the romance of the horse. You know, they're, they're big and beautiful creatures that can do anything, you know. I mean, horses have been in human history since the beginning of time. And uh, horses have uh, been to war and horses have, uh, you know, you know, done farming for people. And, and you know, racehorses are bred um, to run fast. And they love to run fast, even just if they're, you know, they never race and they're in the field and stuff. And it's just the magic of, of the power of them and to watch them race and, um Horse books really uh, do well. It's you know, and, and horse movies. I mean, you see a horse movie every couple of years, and they come out, and it's just something that people uh, really can relate to. You know, especially with the horses and the relationships with the humans. Well, Jim and I actually had this discussion on the show last week that basically nobody hates a horse. Everybody loves horses, right? Yep. You know, you're absolutely right. So it's something that. Um, People want to try and, and learn about horses, ride horses, learn about horse racing. And yeah, they are, um, they are powerful and beautiful 
and for the most part, a very smart and gentle animal. For someone with your expertise and depth of knowledge, I, I, my first glance, I think about you, Jennifer, like you basically know everything about horse racing and horses, but did you learn something about Mighty Heart you didn't know before you started the book project? Oh, gosh, yes. Um, I didn't really know that much about him when he crossed the finish line. Like I said, my jaw dropped that I was like, okay, wait a minute. This is this is the one-eyed horse that just won. <laughs> I mean, this horse came out of nowhere. I mean, his first two races of his life earlier that year were just so awful in, in New Orleans. You know, he was all over the place. He didn't take the turns. and um, So, yeah, I learned a lot about him, you know. I, I learned a lot about... Um, uh, you know, where he grew up, near a Simpsons farm there in uh, Waterdown, Ontario, and, you know, how a, how a foal can um, lose his eye, and they didn't know, they don't know how it happened, you know, he just came, at the end of the day, he came in to, to get his uh, afternoon feed, and there was uh, his eye all smashed up, so nobody knows what happened, but from there I learned that at that age, a horse loses his eye, it didn't really bother him, he was just a little disturber from all a point, you know, all accounts, you know, he just uh, was a roughhouser, and um, and as he as he you know grew up and uh, you know started to love people around him, um, he became this you know very very intelligent horse. That even though he has this missing eye, he has um, certainly been able to overcome it and become this great resource. And how's the, been the reaction to uh, to the book so far, Jen? Oh, it's been really great. You know, it was kind of an awkward time to for the book to be finally um, landing on Amazon and on my publisher, Freezing Press. It was um, about a week before Christmas, so and it really wasn't available. It's only been getting into people's hands within the last two weeks or so, and it's been pretty exciting. There's a couple of reviews already up on Amazon, but, you know, what I'm aiming to do is have a signing day with uh, Josie Carroll and and Larry Cordes, and hopefully the jockey Daisuke Fukumoto. Here's a kid who came from Japan and just decided to come to Canada and and, and start riding here. And um, so I'm hoping to do that uh, once Woodbine gets started, maybe opening weekend. Um, when Mighty Heart returns to Woodbine, have a a day with him. And um, I don't know if he can sign, though. You know, he's got that big hoof. I don't know if he can hold it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got no. Th- he's got no thumbs either. <laughs> <laughs> no thumbs. No is thumbs. The problem. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I'm expecting to, you know, hopefully get it really out there. I want to do an Ajax Downs uh, book selling signing thing in their simulcast room as soon as things open up again, if they ever do. <laughs> I know. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna advertise that a lot on my Twitter and stuff. So, but so far it's been really good. You know, it's not a long book. It's 150 pages. I've got you know, there's a lot of stuff in there about what it's like to own a racehorse, how much it costs. You know, so I think this covers a lot of different things. Not only the great story of of the, all these people and how they overcame deaths in their family and and physical problems, but you know, there's a lot of stuff in there for people who want to get interested in owning racehorses. Well, right now it's a five-star review in Amazon. Run with a mighty heart. How a racehorse with one eye helped a family find meaning in life and loss by Jennifer Morrison. The photo in the cover of the book is so touching. You see the damaged eye and a sense of love between the horse and the owner and the owner and the horse. And, it, and not even turning a page, you can see this is something special. 
that you know that's so funny that picture i never expected that's my photo i went out one day um actually with mr cordes last year and it was i think it was june and we weren't really allowed to be on the back stretch yet and i had asked woodbine uh if they would let me uh, take Larry back there to goof around with his horse. I took all these photos with my digital camera and they were all washed out except for like two photos. And one of them was this one where he's holding Mighty Heart who just put his head down in Larry's arms with the empty eye socket there. And I thought, well, I'm going to give it to my design girl and see what she thinks about that. And there it is. So it just the craziest thing. And I should thank Woodbine too. And, and Jim Lawson wrote an amazing forward to this book, and I'm so grateful to him. And um, it really is a beautiful, uh, beautiful summary of the book and, um, and, and COVID. I mean, this all happened during COVID, too, which was just a disaster from the start. You know, racing has been getting it right up the you-know-what uh, through COVID, like most businesses. Any plans for any new books? I'm going to be working on a handicapping book because that's sort Uh-oh. of what I really wanted to do. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. so, <laughs> Larry, I think there's a chapter on you. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get Larry to write a chapter and he can do his handicapping. There you uh, go. There you go. That, you know? I, like, I like collaborations. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I really want to get some handicapping stuff out there. So that was my first idea for a book. But then when this horse came along, I thought, oh, I'll do that. So I'm going to try another one. You know, it's... Uh, it's really fun to do it. It's a little costly, self-publishing. I'm not going to lie. Um, if someone wants to do it, it's a great way to do it. Freezing Press is amazing. But you got to have the money ready to, to pay it out. And, you know, if I can break even on this baby, then uh, I'll be pretty thrilled. If you like horse racing, you're passionate about horse racing, you want to learn about horse racing, you have to follow Jennifer Morrison on Twitter, at Jen's blog, friend of the show, and always a pleasure to talk to you, Jennifer, and congratulations on the book, and the photo really is encapsulating what is a perfect story, a story we need right now. So thank you so much for joining us, and all the best in the future. Well, I thank uh, Larry and Jim. Thank you so much for including me. I really appreciate this, and uh, I'll make sure that uh, you guys can... uh, Get a copy of the book and uh, and see see if you like it or not. And Larry, as soon as Starbucks opens in the bookstore, <laughs> we're gonna meet up. Yeah, yeah, you owe yeah. her. <laughs> you owe her, Larry. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Thanks. <laughs> After the break, when we come back, Woodbine's Mark McKelvey will join us on Ponies Twenty Four Seven, the Radio Magazine. Ponies Twenty Four Seven, the Radio Magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park. Ontario Racing and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app the best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. 
Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, Woodbine's Mark McKelvey was a regular last year in the show, and for good reason, and joins us again today to talk about some recent big numbers that were set at the Campbellville track in 2021 and some other recent news, or huge news, that, that at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Mark, welcome back to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. Before we get to a recap of last year, uh, the big news this week, the Breeders' Crown $6.7 million U.S., coming to Woodbine Mohawk in October 2022. That is fantastic news. Oh, it is uh, great news. And I know for a lot of the uh, the horse racing participants and the fans in this area, I know it's very welcome news considering everything we've dealt with, of course, over the last couple of years. And I'm sure there was probably some speculation about when the Breeders' Crown would return to Woodbine Mohawk Park. And uh, right away, you know, I, of course, I saw some people wondering if we'll be able to pull off the same event considering the times we're in. I can promise you that, uh, you know, full efforts are going to be put to uh, making sure this is uh, just like every other Breeders' Crown. It's a, a great spectacle, and it's a great event. Uh, it's going to be a two-night event on October 28th and 29th with the very best in the harness racing world coming to uh, Campbellville. And uh, like we said, uh, we can't wait. And Breeders' Crown has always liked coming to uh, Woodbine, haven't they? Yeah, and we you know we have a great relationship with the Hamiltonian Society who administrate the Breeders' Crown. And um, I know they were looking forward to getting us uh, back in the rotation as a host. And we last hosted in 2019, so back here now in 2022. And uh, as fans that follow harness racing closely have kind of picked up on now, there sort of is a bit of a kind of a three-track rotation on the go between ourselves and the Meadowlands in New Jersey and Hoosier Park in Indiana. So uh, hopefully, uh, and, and I expect that relationship is going to stay strong. And like I said, we're looking forward to putting on a great event. And a lot of fans will remember last time the Breeders' Crown were here in, in 2019, uh, Mother Nature didn't necessarily cooperate on one of the two nights, but we still saw uh, some great racing, some great wagering, and uh, we're expecting much of the same. Uh, Mark, for you and everyone involved in Woodbine and, and your staff, the, the, the numbers, 324-plus million, the number one highest total of any standard bit track in North America in 2021, with everything going on, that has to make you feel proud. It does. It does for sure. And I think, um, you know, with all the stopping and starting, it's, very easy to lose momentum, but it hasn't been the case. So I think that really speaks volumes to the uh, support that we've been able to garner. And uh, I think our brand uh, as a whole across North America, not just the Sanderbreds, but the Thoroughbred as well, it's a recognized brand. And uh, I think horse players know they're going to get uh, consistency, great racing, good-sized fields, uh, and competitive fields uh, when they wager on our races. So uh, to your point, uh, that number is a, a fantastic number. The big number I look at is, uh, what wagering was on a nightly basis and to have an average handle of over $2 million, that's a, a great accomplishment and something that I know we've been striving for for quite some time. That's now two consecutive years and that's a, a goal that will remain and hopefully we continue to grow that. Well, I think our show probably helped too, Mark, especially me. I think I contributed to some of those numbers. So. <laughs> we will take it from anywhere, of course. But Mark, in all seriousness, when you have that kind of nightly numbers, it, you're getting 
lots of horses, lots of drivers, lots of trainers. You're getting the best of the best who want a, a piece of that action. You know, one thing that was noted, and uh, it was a number that I've been tracking all year long, was every night uh, our fans and our horse players will know that in race number one, we offer an early pick five. Uh, we have that pool guaranteed at $100,000. And uh, aside for a few rare occurrences, we always uh, smash past that number. And in fact, last season in 2021, the average pool for that early pick five was $123,000. So I think when you have a wager like that, that's become so popular. Not, and I think it's really attracted fans that not only bet on standard reds, but also bet on thoroughbreds. You're kind of getting that crossover traffic and it's in the first race, it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the night. You get fans in, you get horse players that have already handicapped the first five races, and it's one of those bets when you don't hit it, you're always kind of itching for your next action, and, well, good thing, usually we've got another pick five starting in race number six. So uh, I think you build that momentum right from the start, and then I think we've seen some uh, great totals throughout the evening because of a wager like that in the first race that's become so popular. And you had a lot of good racing, which helped too. Did you have a personal highlight last year, Mark, of uh, you know the race of the year, according to uh, you know yourself? <laughs> there was a lot of great races, and um, you know a lot of people remember back in September there just how many. Uh, it seemed every single Saturday night we had a, a major race, and that was the case. And I think the one that certainly stood out to me was Desperate Man winning the Pepsi North mm-hmm. America Cup. It's always easy to pick the Pepsi North America Cup out as your favorite race of the year. But uh, when you look at the story and it was, uh, you know, some small time people uh, from Arthur, Ontario, folks that we see here racing on, you know, a regular basis that uh, have never had an opportunity to be in the spotlight like that. Um, it was a great story. And of course, uh, for uh, someone who works uh, in the communications and, and media like yourselves too, it, we love telling those great stories, right? So um, something like that, I think is great for the industry. It keeps the dream alive and uh, that one will stand out for sure. Before we get into your own personal, you know, lifelong story into horse racing, Mark, how do you, how do you and Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park carry that momentum over to have an equally, maybe even better year in 2022? That's a great question because I think, uh, you know, you don't want to change a whole lot because things are going so well, but at the same time, you have to always be looking to evolve and you have to be looking for what's the next uh, natural progression and what we can potentially add to, uh, you know, increase uh, wagering because uh, as great as the numbers are right now, we want to continue to see that grow. So uh, I think that's something that our team is really looking at right now. And especially when you kind of get into the spring months there, uh, when the thoroughbreds restart and the standard red season starts to head towards, uh, you know, the real top notch horses, your stakes performers coming back, that's when you can really, uh, I think, make some adjustments. So I I think everything's on the table as as what, you know, uh, as it relates to potentially new wagers and, and things along those lines. But uh, I think the main thing is continuing to get that messaging out to our, our customers that uh, you're, and especially the customers uh, that not are necessarily playing us on a regular basis. We want to bring them in and we want to show them that uh, everything I mentioned earlier from competitive fields to uh, big sizes for those fields and great pools. Um, it's a place you want to play because your return can be great. And your interest in, in horse racing actually stemmed from being a third generation uh, family member, correct? Yes, that's correct. So it's been in my blood certainly since since day one, and you know, I pretty much grew up around here at Woodbine Mohawk Park and, and at Woodbine Racetrack. So, you know, I think the one thing that stood out to me is uh, it's been an emotional couple of years when you, when you don't see fans here. And as somebody who grew up coming to the track as a kid with my with my family, and I'd stand right there on the rail and watch, uh, not being able to see all those fans in, in the building on a regular uh, basis, uh, that's been tough. And, and I think, you know, coming in here to 2022 and 
well, times, you know, we're, we're not great right now, of course, once again. Uh, you try to stay positive because I look forward to when we get to see the, the trackside apron packed again and, uh, you know, we can continue to, you know, expose the sport to so many new faces and, and that next generation because uh, that's going to be really important. And, and I'm certainly nervous. I know we're not the only industry. Other uh, sports avenues as well are obviously very nervous about where that next generation is going to come from that maybe didn't get exposed over these last couple of years. You know, Mark, we, Larry and I talk about this all the time about, geez, we worry about the next generation. But at the same time, we see the handle at Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park. We see some of the numbers in North America. We see the explosion of horse racing via social media. So it kind of augurs well for the future when you look at it that way. Yeah, I think it does. Uh, and that's a good point that you bring up. Uh, social media is obviously such a great resource. Uh, it, it's able to gauge your customers. You get feedback right away. But the one thing is, uh, you can really expose those who maybe never would have come across horse racing, uh, you know, to the game. I think as well as uh, along with sports betting, as it continues to evolve and becomes, you know, more popular, and at the same time, something that you know, there's probably a generation where uh, sports betting was almost taboo. Well, now that's not the case, and everywhere you go, from uh, you know, turning on your TV, watching a sporting event, to seeing the lines right there on the screen, I think that's going to be something we're able to. Uh, grow off of when you've got the younger generation who is just going to be more in tune uh, with that sports betting aspect. So, of course, we have to do our job in exposing them to racing and showing them the opportunities and rewards that can come from playing on our game. That's a good point because now it's it's mainstream, Mark. I mean, it's everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. You can't go anywhere, right, <laughs> without seeing it. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, Woodbine has their Dark Horse Bets product, which is designed for that younger generation, correct? And that's that's obviously going to be a big boost as you move forward into uh, 2022 and beyond, right? Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's what it was intended for, was to uh, give that opportunity to someone who wasn't familiar with uh, betting on the races and who was maybe a little intimidated to be able to jump in and, and feel confident in their selections. And I think we saw a great uh, download rate around the Queen's Plate and the Pepsi North America Cup. We were able to run some promotions on site where you could show up to the races and you could get a free $30 to wager with, and you realize just how easy it is to do it on the Dark Horse app. So uh, events like that are going to be great because we already know they're great social events. Um, I mean, the Queen's Plate brings out people of all ages, but especially that younger group that's looking for that uh, social party to, to take photos and put on their Instagram. Well, when they come in and they download Dark Horse, hopefully we can retain them. And uh, I think as the capacity grows and uh, events start to return down the road, that'll be a great resource for us. And Mark, you had alluded to the fact that the Breeders' Crown is Friday, Saturday, October 28th and 29th, but earlier in the calendar, in the spring, summer, there are some big races that you have circled on your calendar you're really looking forward to? Yeah, the Pepsi North America Cup, uh, of course, I know I talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's going to return to its usual date in mid-June. Oh. Uh, and that's something that uh, I think fans want to definitely take note of because the last couple of years we've been forced to reschedule it to uh, the end of the summer. Uh, you know, A couple of years ago it was at the end of August. This past year it was in mid-September. Well, we're going to get that race back to its traditional spot in June. And I think that's going to make a big difference for us as well because we talk about trying to gain momentum and carry that momentum throughout the season. Well, when you have all your stake races come uh, condensed into uh, such a short part of the year, that's the way it's been the last couple of years between the end of August and right through September. It, as great as it is for racing fans, it's a lot. And I think at times you get to the end of September and you need to think back, well, who, who did win that big race? So <laughs> I think getting the Pepsi North America cup back into June, that's its traditional spot. It's always had a lot of success. We've, we've set attendance records for that event uh, in June. It's a great kickoff to the summer. 
And it's also going to be great for the race because, as many people know, you get into those later months of the season and you start to see that three-year-old pacing Colt division start to dwindle down a little bit. Uh, it's, it's natural. Everyone starts to see who are the big dogs in the division and, and you get less taking a chance with a horse that might be a bit of a fringe player. Well, when you have it at the start of the stakes season, everybody feels they've got a chance. And uh, I think we're going to see great support for that race as it returns to, its, like I said, its usual spot in mid-June. That's a great little tidbit, Mark. As always, a pleasure. Thanks so much. And here's to a great year again at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Thank you very much, guys. Look forward to chatting down the road. Will do. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some racing at several North American tracks. So make sure that your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stick with us for Larry's much-anticipated Ponies Picks today, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 105. TheRegion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app the best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Hi, I'm Laura Tanar, Regional Director of Ontario for Lymphoma Canada, and I want to make you aware of a silent auction to support Ponies 24-7 Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. From January 4th to the 31st, you can bid on some unique horse racing and sports memorabilia items and fun experiences as Ponies 24-7 partners with Lymphoma Canada to raise awareness and support for lymphoma research that one day may lead to a cure. For more information and to register and bid on items, Go to the landing page lymphoma.ca slash ponies and click on the purple auction button. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All right, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be? without a couple of possible betting opportunities and possible betting gems, as Larry gives us his always-anticipated and well-consumed Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by our good friends at Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, take it away. Okay, Jim, thanks. Uh, let's start at Tampa Bay Downs, a new track to uh, uh, involve with Ponies Picks of the Day. They got a 10-race card today, and I'm, I'm going right to race 10, which is a mile and a 16th on the turf. It's a maiden special weight for a purse of $26,500. Number seven horse, Wheezy Does It, debuted at the same mile and a 16th distance uh, back in December, and this filly ran terrific. It was her first start in life. Uh, she actually had the lead halfway down the stretch and just got nailed right on the wire to finish second. Uh, she's had two, uh, she had a nice buyer uh, figure in that race, a 68 buyer. 
and uh, has had a couple of, you could call them maintenance workouts since. Retains uh, rider Antonio Gallardo, one of the top riders at Tampa Bay Downs. So I think this uh, horse got a great shot in there. So Tampa Bay Downs, race 10, number 7, Wheezy does it. Hello to our listeners online at 1059theregion.com in Tampa. Larry, what's next? Uh, Santa Anita has a 10-race card, including a couple of uh, stakes races, but uh, I'm going to race one, which is another uh, turf race uh, for maiden special weights uh, for a purse of $67,000. The number two horse, Worse Red Sanchez. I don't know how they came up with that name. I prefer uh, the Wheezy Does It. But <laughs> Wheezy <laughs> Does It, yeah. yeah. Well, this is one of uh, Paul Redham's uh, horses, ah. and uh, Paul's known for these uh, original-type names for, for his horses, so... Uh, but uh, this horse uh, uh, was steadied right at uh, the start in his January 1st race and broke in the uh, 11th in the field, was forced to swing wide in the stretch to, in order to make any ground up. It was only a six furlong race. Uh, he's got a mile to, to work with today. and But this horse closed a ton in the stretch to finish fourth last time. So they had some blinkers today. This is his third start off the layoff, which is key. And I think the extra distance is really going to help. So race one, number two, worse red, Sanchez. Okay, then. And next? Well, let's go to the Meadowlands. Uh, they have another 15 race card tonight. 15? 15. Oh, man. And race seven is a one-mile trot for none winners of 15,000 their last five starts. Uh, the number five horse, Hockey Hanover, has a couple of good angles going for him tonight. He's a trotter that won his last start, which we like. And in the process... He went wire to wire in that race. So uh, uh, he's forced to move up a class tonight because of winning, but he does get the five hole to compensate, and it's an improvement from the two eight posts that he's had in his last two starts. So uh, this horse knows how to win races. He's won 25 uh, races in his career. Uh, he's no stranger to the winner's circle. So the Meadowlands, race seven, number five, Hockey Hanover. Great name. And the final race, Larry? The final race is Woodbine Mohawk Park, has an 11 race card. Uh, race 10 is a one mile pace for a purse of $76,000. Uh, number one, Jimmy, or $26,000. Sorry, I can't read my writing here. <laughs> uh, number one, Jimmy Freight is a lifetime winner of over $1.4 That's where I got the big bucks from. Uh, and was the actual winner of the Mohawk Gold Cup in 2019. Um, he was retired to the breeding shed for two years and was put back into training in July of last year. He's had a, a couple of qualifiers. He made his first start in uh, the preferred class uh, back in December. He finished a, actually a close fourth, timed in 151 and three, close seventh, I should say, timed in 151 and three. He's had two more starts since then. His last on January 8th, and in tonight's class of number winners of 19,000, their last five starts, he's now same as where he was last time, but he uh, raced off the pace last time and did race well, got up fourth and that, but he looked, uh, you know, looked like he couldn't get out when, when he wanted to. So he's got the win uh, inside post tonight. His driver should be able to get some... Uh, a uh, good, uh, I guess you could say he's got a few advantages to mm -hmm, him tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I really think that this horse uh, looks like he's ready to get back to his winning form. Like, uh, he's obviously no slouch. He's he's won a lot of money in his career. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to do well tonight. So, uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 10, number one, Jimmy Freight. And Larry, a special hello to our good friend Mark of the Fans of Horse Racing. Hello, Mark. 
Yeah, helps everything going well. Thanks again for joining us for this new one-hour edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the new issue, and it is an absolute thing of beauty, Ponies 24-7 magazine. It was just released, but believe me, I mean, Larry took it to the next level. Email Larry Simpson at the Ponies 247 experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. And for more information, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash pony. And of course, you can check out the website for the silent auction. There's some great events. There's, you name it, it's there. Some great gift ideas and go and raise some great money from Lymphoma Canada. Stick around, 1059 of the region all weekend long. The legend and rumors up next with the Feed York Region's only magazine show. I'll be back here Monday. Enjoy the races, enjoy the NFL playoffs, and just enjoy your weekend in general. We'll see you soon. Take care. Ponies 24 7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.